it's your girl Jernique and my voice might sound a little weird not weird but I just woke up not too long ago um so I don't hold on my mic doesn't sound nice I'm trying to see if I can fix some things actually it doesn't sound too bad and my email is making an appearance um but the reason like I can't ever tell my levels is because when I record, I'm, I record in GarageBand, and I'm always looking at my volume, and sometimes it looks really low, and anyway, I guess that's not important. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to the This Is 30 podcast. Happy Monday. Um, I am shouting out all the people that are on their way to work or at home. Oh, well, nobody's going to be on their way to work because it's Labor Day, right? <laughs> um yeah nobody's gonna be on their way to work so um or some of you some of you have to work on labor day so shout out to the people that have to work on labor day shout out to y'all thanks for going to work um it is labor day and labor day is i guess an important holiday in america right we're not supposed to wear white after labor day and it's to celebrate all the laborers (laughs) i feel like We have holidays for every and anything, like literally. And there goes my email again. Anyway, how is everybody doing? I hope everybody is well. Um, I am really tired. I don't know why. Like, ever since coming back from France, I I have to, like, keep in mind that it hasn't even been a week since I've been back. And maybe the fatigue that I'm feeling is, like, jet lag, but I'm... I've been, I didn't really adjust to France time. I I didn't do that last year when I went either. Like when I was in France, I was literally going to sleep at like 3 a.m. in France time. And then I guess I was waking up like 6 a.m. I'm sorry, at midday, which was 6 a.m. I don't know. Um, The way I'm explaining it is confusing, but I really never completely adjusted to their time. Only on days when I really had to, when we had stuff to do. I, 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 I was abiding by their time. But, um, other than that, coming home, I'm just really, really tired. Like, I don't know. I've been sleeping so early and I just, and when I sleep, I'm in a, like a drunken sleep, like a, like a sleep sleep. Anyway, um, I really don't have much to talk to you guys about today. Um, yesterday, Um, I found out that there was another shooting, another mass shooting, and it's really sad to me because I just feel like the world is just, I don't know, like I really don't want to be desensitized to these type of activities, to these type of things, but unfortunately that's just the way of the world. These things are happening way too often, like way too often, and I don't know if like, I know people keep screaming like gun control is the answer, um, but I I feel like all the people who do mass shootings have gun like purchase guns legally, like most of them. Um, I don't know if gun control, if somebody knows or can school me on how gun control can solve mass shootings. Not to say that I don't think that we should be stricter with gun control laws. I need somebody to school me on how gun control uh, can stop a person who has an evil heart 
from walking into a public place and shooting random people. I just, I'm not sure of that. Um, I'm really not sure of how, how that's to come about. I think like we got, I don't know what's triggering these people. I don't know. I don't even want to say it's Trump and his, his attitude. Maybe it's making it more easier or making these people more comfortable, but we did have mass shootings before Trump was president and they were far to me. Some of them were far worse then what I don't know whatever I don't I don't know what's going on I I don't know if like these people have free will and granted our president isn't the greatest um I just I don't know like the people gonna kill like if they want to kill if their hearts are bad so I just wish there was something more serious like we could do I wish that we could pay attention to signs you know all them people that be posting the crazy stuff on Facebook and then right after, as much as the feds watch the rest of us, as much as the feds and the, the, the robots watch us so that they could advertise to us, they need to be watching the people who post their little uh, hate, hate uh, opinions on social media all day and not just the pro-black people because clearly... I feel like in every case, there's like, oh, he was very vocal about his support for white supremacy on Facebook. Why weren't the feds watching him? You know, they watch other people who are uh, really passionate about their stances on other things. They know, they know to put a Buffalo Wild Wings advertisement on my Instagram every other day because they know I love wings. Why can't they? Be proactive in other areas. Anyway, so prayers and shout out, not shout outs, well, prayers and blessings and just comfort to the people who lost people in Texas. You know, it's bad. Like my sister just moved to Texas and um, the shooting wasn't anywhere near her, but it's just scary. I was speaking to my niece last night and she's like, Andrew Neek. We should have never moved to Texas. She's like, we should have never moved to Texas. We should have moved to New Jersey. And I'm just like telling her this stuff happens everywhere. But for like a kid who's, you know, 10 years old, 11 years old to be afraid because of the things that she's hearing that's going on in the world. And she just moved to a different state. And all of a sudden there's a shooting and people are dead. It's really, really sad. You know, it's really sad. But... Um, yeah, I don't, I really, I came to this episode not knowing what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about like, um, the fact that I'm going back to work and, um, some of the struggles that I face in my district. I work in a, I work in an urban district and I don't want to say the town because I don't want to lose my job. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to say anything really bad, but I just want to talk about, like the struggles of working in an urban school district as a teacher. Um, some of the things that we we struggle with are a lack of resources and an influx of students. So we have a really high population, but we don't have enough teachers. We don't have enough space. We don't have enough resources. And um, it can be quite frustrating, especially when... Uh, management or higher ups uh, 
when you work in an urban district, I feel like the priority is the students, of course, but another priority is money. So to me, I just feel like at times, districts make decisions that will result in uh, funds and not necessarily be the best decision for the kids. And as a teacher, because at, essentially as a teacher, you're like at the bottom of the totem pole, um, that's frustrating for you because you're like this type of, this, 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 uh, dang, I can't think of the word, but this system that you have created um, or that you have decided to use, of course, you know, uh, it, it may get you funds, you know, it's, it's just like anything else. Like when we see girls show their Fashion Nova outfits on Instagram, it's because Fashion Nova is giving them a bag. They're either giving them free clothes or they're giving them a bag. So these corporations who, it's the same for education is what I'm trying to say. So these corporations or these businesses that create, um, systems or programs, um, are going to give them to schools for discounted prices or even for free if they will use them or even give them money um, if they will use them. And sometimes, just sometimes, they're great programs, but sometimes they are not always applicable and very uh, helpful to the, the demographics that we serve. And that can make for a very frustrating school year. If any teachers I have listening, um, let me know if you feel me or you don't feel me um, because those are some struggles that I've been a teacher for, this is my third school year, but it's my, I think, fifth year working in education, fifth or sixth year working in education. Um, yeah, fifth probably. Um, but I, those are some of the things that are really frustrating. And going, in, going into this school year, um, I decided um, that I really didn't want to stress a lot about things that were out of my control. Like, I'm really going to pray my hardest to use the resources that I do have and just work my way around them. So I guess I'm telling this story just to give encouragement um, to any teachers and to myself, clearly, about, you know, some of the struggles that you may face on a day-to-day -day basis. I guess the kids should be our number one priority. And I'm telling y'all, that is easier said than done. When you are in the midst of politics and all types of nonsense that goes on within a school, it's really hard to say the kids are, you know, most important. But that's the mindset I'm going into. Um, that's the mindset I'm going into. I'm not going to go into... Um, you know, when our school's going to be perfect, tell them something, something when Genesis don't exist. Maybe that's when I'll stop saying, Beep. okay, that has nothing to do with what I said, but it came in my mind while I was talking about school. Yeah. So yeah, to all the teachers and to anybody who works in education at any capacity, um, yeah, blessings to you. I go back to word word. I go back to work on September 3rd and the students come back September 4th. And yeah, I just want a really, I want a really great school year. Um, this brings me to another thought, which is, um, I know I told y'all that the Becoming book was really slow, the Michelle Obama book, but then like, 
as soon as I recorded that episode with GPS, I, I kept reading it and now it's getting popping. So for those of you who are reading Becoming or about to read Becoming, it gets popping around episode, I'm episode, it gets popping around um, chapter seven, chapter seven, chapter eight. And of course we know why it gets popping because that's when she starts talking about Barack. That's when she met Barack. <laughs> and the, the beginning was interesting. It just was like, she really told her story like from when she was like five to when she went to Princeton and it it was just like a little, you know, she gave a lot of details and there was, I guess there was no excitement. Um, and then she talks about meeting Barack. So the book is definitely getting better and better. Um, I feel like I had more stuff to say. And at this point in time, my mind is really going blank. I think the conversation about... Um, anyway, all right. So I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm just going to switch gears. It's, it's, I'm recording on a Sunday. I know it's Monday. Happy Monday guys, but I'm recording on a Sunday and it's really early. I should be getting ready to go to church. Um, and I'm not, and I wanted to talk to the young folks about church and, um, specifically I wanted to talk about, um, you know, like, how many of you have a good church that you love and that you really feel fulfilled in? Like you really feel like you get the word and how many of you don't? Um, I've been on my personal spiritual flow lately. Like I, um, I spend my time with God. I read the Bible. Um, I pray like all day long. Um, and I have like a designated time for prayer. Um, but I haven't found like a really good church and I haven't made this year of all years in my life. Church has not been a priority to me. And, um, I have no clue why I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm a sinner. That's what the church folk will say, right? <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I've always, I, in the past, I, like church was super serious to me. Like I always went to church. I um, mean, it still is serious to me, but I don't know why for the past year, or maybe I could even say year and a half, it just hasn't been a priority to me. And I'm trying to figure it out. Um, I've always been the person to say that church is important. You know, I get the argument that you don't have to go to church to have a relationship with God. And I completely agree. However, I think that fellowshipping, you know, in the house of the Lord and just being around people and worshiping, um, it gives you a different type of energy, you know, that you can't really get in solitude to me. That's my opinion. It gives you a different type of energy. It's just cool to be around people that love the Lord, that, um, want to praise God, um, listening to a word from somebody who is, you know, um, super dedicated to understanding the Bible and presenting the information to the rest of us in a compelling way. So I think church is important. I just don't know what's been going on with me lately and why um, I can't make it a habit. I I used to go to a Christ church in Montclair. And to be honest, guys, I love that church, but um, it's just a little far from me now. And that's crazy. It's a little far from me now, but I think I might give Christ church a chance. Um, usually like if I do like decide to pop into church 
is I usually go to um, Liquid Church. And Liquid Church has like, I think, I don't know where their main campus is, but they have co-ops like everywhere, like literally everywhere. And I go to the one in Garwood sometimes. Um, I'm just, I want to know you guys' opinions on churches, like, and what makes a good church for you. For me, praise and worship is super important to me. Like, I need to be able to vibe musically. I love music. I love praise and worship. I like getting in my, excuse me, I just burped. I like getting in my bag, like, you know, I want to go to heaven. Like, I really need to be in my bag musically at a church. So that's important to me. Um, a good pastor, like, is very good to me. I, I don't care about your personal life, but I don't want to know about your personal life in the streets of the church. It, it can't, uh, nobody's perfect, and I'm not here to judge my pastor, but I can't know about, like, anything that you're doing that's not you know cool um so my pastor's character is what i'm trying to say matters um his attitude too i do not like arrogant pastors at all like i the uh, confidence and arrogance are you know sister and cousins and people like to confuse the two but i don't like arrogant pastors i like confident pastors um, but I don't like arrogance and an arrogant pastor will really, really, uh, rub me the wrong way. Um, in addition to that, I care about the makeup of the church. So when I lived in Virginia, um, I went to a church called Point Harbor and I really liked that church because it was the most, uh, dang, it was the most mixed race church I've ever been to where, the preaching was good. The music was good. Like, it was just mixed. Like, it was a perfect blend of white, black, brown, all types of people. The pastor was the pastor was white. There were many pastors, and a few of them were white. The music pastor was black. Um, the choir had different colors and faces. And I just, I really loved Point Harbor Church. It was, it, I feel like that church was, shout out to Point Harbor in Chesapeake, Virginia. Um, I feel like that church was like a staple in like my, um, personal relationship with God. Um, it made me love church so much. Like I went to Bible study. I, I joined women's groups at that church. It was a really good church, but I moved back to New Jersey. So clearly I couldn't go anymore. So, um, yeah, so the makeup of a church also matters to me. Um, I wouldn't mind going to an all-black church. I have no problem with that. Sometimes uh, I, I feel like all-black churches are a little too black for me. They're, I'm African, so, eh. so all-black churches sometimes are a little too African-American-ish to, for me. <laughs> I like a little, like a little regular, I don't know what I'm saying, whatever. I don't know. I don't want to be offensive. I just, I like a little blend. I like alternative R&B, uh, soul. Uh, I will say that Christ Church does a great job, like with their praise and worship. Their praise and worship uh, is good for me because it has soul, but it's also like, Anybody can relate. They have their alternative moments. They have their chill moments, their jazz moments. They, they, they're a vibe, you know? So their, their praise and worship is pretty good. Um, and yeah, so what did I say? I said the pastor matters, praise and worship matters, and how the church looks matters. Um, and 
Um, I think those are really the most important things and clearly the word, you know, how, how the word is preached. Um, and I guess like, you know, the opportunities for, um, the opportunity, oh, the climate in the church also matters to me. I don't like churches where I feel like I have to dress up every single Sunday. Um, I like churches where I see some people dressed up, some people dressed down and like, you know, you can come as you are. That if I have to talk about Point Harbor again, that's how that church was. Some women came one day I would wear dress to church, the other day I would wear jeans, and it was no problem either way, you know. And I I think that's cool. Um, so yeah, the dress code as well like matters to me. Um, I don't want to feel like I gotta go in my Sunday's best because the Lord said, "Come as you are." You feel me? Um, I don't want to feel like I want I have to go in my Sunday's best every Sunday. Um, you know, um, and that's it. So I'm just curious to know if anybody else in my age bracket or whatever is struggling with being a consistent church goer. Um, um, because I am, and I hope this phase of my life ends very quickly. (laughs) I hope it ends very quickly. And I hope that I can find a really dope church. If you have any recommendations for any, you know, awesome churches that fit the description in the box below, (laughs) The box that I just described, give them to me, you know, give them to me. And I hope I'm not, I don't sound picky. Wow. Cause I've been told I'm, I'm picky about other things. Um, so I hope I don't sound too, I'm not saying a church has to cross all my eyes, cross all my eyes, cross all my T's and dot all my eyes. You know, I'll take, I'll compromise, I'll compromise. Um, but those are the things that are important to me. You know, I'm not looking for a perfect church. I hope that's not what it sounds like. Um, so, yeah, there's my church talk. So what did we do? School talk, church talk. We did mass shooting talk. And um, I think the last thing I want to talk about is self-doubt because I'm experiencing some self-doubt um, as it relates to my podcast. Um, and in other areas as well, a little bit, um, self-doubt is so real and I feel like it's like the enemy, it comes to steal and destroy. Um, and self-doubt is real and I feel like I love my podcast and I love that is it's touching people, you know, every comment or DM or message that I receive in which people are telling me they like listening to the content and my shows are entertaining. I really, really appreciate it. Um, but it's still a slow, uh, it's still slowly growing. And you know, that slowness can be a little bit annoying. And for me, it can cause a little bit of self doubt, which is what it's doing right now. I wish my podcast had a little bit more traction than it does. I see the numbers, I see the numbers, and they're not what I thought it would be by episode nine. But I know like sometimes all it takes is like one episode or one comment or one person to share your information. And I'm just, I guess I'm just waiting on that. I don't, I really, to be honest, I need to go back and listen to my first episode and remind myself of why I did this because Somebody did this. (laughs) Shout out to Fabulous. Anyway, I can't even say did this 
without like with a straight face anymore. Anyway, um, I I need to go back and remind myself of why I did this because it wasn't for clout. It wasn't to go viral, and I've never been somebody who is interested in that type of uh, that type of come up anyway. If that makes sense, like I'm not looking to go viral. I'm not looking to cause you know a frenzy. I want that to happen naturally off of good information, good vibes that happen. You know what I'm saying? So I am experiencing self doubt. Um, I'm lo- I'm looking and thinking of other ways to promote the podcast other than Instagram uh, and Snapchat and WhatsApp because literally that's all I use to promote. Um, so I just, I guess I in talking about self-doubt, I want to encourage anybody who's experiencing self-doubt. I have self-doubt in many areas, not only this podcast arena. I have self-doubt. Um, when it comes to like even being a teacher, I ask myself all the time, like, are you good enough? Uh, are you good enough? Are you doing all you can to pour everything you have into these kids? Like, are you, are you good? Are you good? Yeah, you have these cool degrees, but are you good? So I experience self-doubt in the workplace. I'm experiencing it in my second hustle place. Um, and I guess you could even say, in my worship, I'm experiencing self-doubt because I just feel like it's not even fair for me to not go to church or to have excuses because I, I, I don't mind being other places at the drop of a dime, you know? So self-doubt is real. And anybody experiencing self-doubt, just look, look at yourself in the mirror and looking in the mirror, I'm the only contender. Tell yourself that. I don't know what to tell yourself. Because I don't know what you should tell yourself because I can't even tell myself it. But there is, I guess, there is, just pay attention to the good the good stuff, I guess. That's how you get out of self-doubt, I guess. Pay attention to the good stuff and don't focus on the negative because essentially that is what self-doubt is. Like, it's paying attention to what is not working. For everybody that walks up to me and for everybody that says I listen to an episode, that should be what I'm paying attention to, not other things, you know, not other things. For every kid that hugs me and says, thank you so much, Miss Goonie, you're the best teacher ever, that should that should alleviate my self-doubt, um, you know. And for every miracle that God shows me on a daily basis, for every, for every, uh, time he has carried me you know through despite my absence from church that should just let me know that he's with me that should just be like no self-doubt ma get better like it doesn't mean that you shouldn't work to get better or you know use the creativity in your mind to um to afford yourself room in other avenues you know um but you know, self-doubt is just a waste of emotion. I think it's natural, but I think it's a, a big waste of emotion. And, um, yeah, I think that's where I'll end this conversation. I have tons of things to talk about, but I don't want to talk about them by myself. Um, I want to talk about them with somebody because I don't want to look at me self-doubt. I don't want to bore you guys to death. And I think that I just personally think that it's, 
I don't have a problem talking to y'all about a topic alone. I think that uh, discussions, whether or not, I can always project my opinion of something, but that's not that's not why I created this platform. It wasn't just for me to project my opinion on everything. It was really for me to have healthy discussions with people who either feel like me or don't feel like me. Um, so um, that's why I don't want to go on little rants. You know, the J talk is still moving. Um, people are still upset, but I'm not going to go back into that because I already did. And listen to Alexa play Minority Report by Jay-Z if you want to know how I feel about that. Because, And I hope you guys listen to Minority Report. Um, recently, we celebrated the, uh, I think it's 14-year anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry about the years, but... You know, that song is about Hurricane Katrina and, you know, the efforts or the lack of efforts that the United States uh, exhibited in helping those people and how Jay-Z really didn't do much. He just gave a million dollars to United Red Cross and went about his business. So he's sitting here critiquing George Bush for his actions and he really did the same thing. You know, he really did the same thing. So it's a good song. Um, those of you who haven't listened to it, it's a very honest song. Um, so, I, oh, actually, to elaborate on the J thing, I think that they announced, like, the concert. And um, the free concert? Was it a free concert? Lord, I didn't even research. But I think I saw it somewhere. It's like a concert with, like, Meek Mill, somebody else, and somebody else. And... I think people were complaining, like, so, yeah, he did this to do a concert. And I think what I've read is that the proceeds of these concerts go to uh, go to uh, efforts of social injustice. I don't know. I guess I should fact check before I say that. But um, I don't think Jay-Z said, like, he was buying a team. I don't think he said that... Uh, he was doing anything other than partnering with them for entertainment uh, reasons and to fix and to address some social justices. So I don't know. Um, whatever. I, that's rich people talk. Like at this point, I'm tired of even talking about it because I'm not in their tax bracket. I don't have their type of money. I don't even watch football. So don't care. I mean, I care, but I don't care. Um, yeah, so that's really it. Um, I don't have anything to say. I don't want to say bye, but I got to say bye. Um, happy Labor Day again to all of you beautiful people. I hope your Monday is lit. I hope your Monday is exceptional. I hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoy yourselves. And I hope you wear white on Tuesday because whoever made that rule is stupid. <laughs>